ready for 2023. In January, Into the Apex will return to the historic Daytona International Raceway for the Rolex 24 for the biggest roadshow yet. Porsche, Porsche, BMW, BMW, Cadillac, Cadillac, Acura, Acura. Who will begin the GTP era victorious? Follow IntoTheApex.com for trip details and meet up with the show live from Daytona Beach. Real and virtual motorsport meet. From the ITA studio, to the paddock, to the sim rig. Pull up a chair, pour a drink. This is the Into the Apex Podcast. Into the Apex Podcast. Back on Into the Apex, Bradley and Tyler in the main studio in North Carolina, and uh, Rob Gregoire joining us from the Canadian HQ. And uh, here in the first half, we've got a first-time co-host on the show. Uh, Miles Crab has been racing with us for for some time now on our Sims team, our Sim side of things, Mad Sim Racing, and uh, he's here, I think, at a perfect time. Uh, he got a lot of attention over the past week uh, in the Majors Speedway 500. Uh, we've talked about it so much here on the show. I talked about it quite a bit um, in a little monologue on the bonus content last week. And uh, on that, I said that the Delara IR1 is our car as iRacers. That is ours. You can't take it away from us. Uh, there's no exclusivity deal because we are the exclusivity deal. Uh, and then I, w- I wished the Majors 500 or the Ma- Majors Speedway 500 well. Uh, and a successful event. Bradley did not participate in this, but the three of us did, Rob, Miles, and myself. And uh, Miles in the top split for that event. Well, actually, Rob didn't compete. <laughs> That's a whole other story. <laughs> hey, don't eat. Just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Because Rob doesn't know how to read directions. Oh, I just... <sighs> well, we, we might get into... I'm just going to... I'll stop it there. I won't die. Yeah, I won't, let's just let that go. I'll, just let it I'll go. I'll take the finger out of the open wound, and we might get into it. We might not. Uh, but... The reason I wanted I had Miles on is well, there's two reasons. Uh, number one was the Speedway 500 finish, which uh, made its rounds on iRacing Media. Uh, number two is uh, Miles is a, an educated engineer from the from Alabama, as University of Alabama, right? Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Um, so I need to specify something. I'm a software engineer. I'm a fake engineer, as my ME friend would say. We, we, we don't actually do any engineering. We just play with computers and things happen on the other side. But you, so, you do uh, engage in that in motorsport, am I correct? Yes. And that is, so, that is one reason to have you here besides the, uh, the Speedway 500 finish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me on. I've, I've, I've watched a lot more of the YouTube videos and listened to the podcast because like hit the highlights and all that. But like, 
I've, I've kind of been waiting to have a reason to come on here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it all kind of came together. Um, so I want to start with, it's kind of putting a, a bow on the Delara IR01 Indianapolis Motor Speedway iRacing conversation that we've we've been having. Uh, it, it's Even though the month that we're right in the thick of the month of May, it is a relevant conversation. But on the sim racing side, I think it is time to to kind of start to move on from it this year and, and maybe look to the future. And that's what we're going to start doing on this episode. Uh, so to set the stage for this, I, I saw this, I saw video clips of this and, and somebody pointing out the finish that you were in uh, on iRacing Reddit just randomly. And that's what, that got my attention big time. I saw it on Twitter after that. Uh, it got a lot of hype in the broadcast. It got a lot of hype within the majors. Uh, so one thing I say a lot on this show is I don't want this to be a mad sim racing. I don't want it to be our sim team on a podcast because only, you know, 30 guys will want to listen to that show. Uh, so it, you happen to be on our team and we were really pumped that you got that result. But I think the fact that you were in that finish, uh, you were in the top split, uh, you got, you had a pretty great view of what this event was to me. That's the important reason to talk about it. So I want to say that. Uh, but really, I want to open it to you to kind of set the stage for what this finish was like in your point of view, to kind of paint the picture as best you can for, for those that didn't see it, how, how it came to be that you, you finished second in the top split of the Speedway 500, and you were not second going into half of the last lap. No, I was, I was sixth on the back straight. Um, and I'm going to be that person and say it went exactly how I planned. <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, I knew from the first practice lap that P1 was, I don't know how Challenger won the race. Like, there's no reason why he should have won. Like, there should have been enough draft to pass him. So, um, for people who weren't in the practice sessions, who haven't driven the R01 at the Speedway, um, in qualifying, your max speed was 246 gear limited. And your men's speed was 238 in the middle of the corner. If you did it perfect. Mm. Uh, well, the, the, the odd number corners is 238. It was like 233 coming off the even numbered corners. Um, in the race, in the draft, the leader did 246. Second place did 250, 55, 54. And third place was 260 gear limited mm. at the end of every straightaway. Wow. So the, the knock-on effect of that was whoever was in third should have won the race and the pitch strategies were just all over the place. So with 40 laps to go somewhere in there, we had somebody miss the apron and jumble up the lead pack. And I ended up in the lead for the last four laps of a fuel stint. Mm. I burned two extra laps of fuel in four laps. <laughs> like Jesus. We, it was, it was partially, you know, I, I, I think it looked good. The middle part of the race, I don't know how exciting it was. I haven't actually gone back and watched the whole thing. Um, cause it's a three hour race, mm -hmm. but we were all just fuel saving. It was like one of the boring Talladega races, yeah. but it was, it was very much setting up the, the finish and being it somehow every single caution fell on a fuel window, like perfectly. Um, and then, yeah, at the end, I'd, uh, in the last, one, once I had my fuel number, once I knew I could go to the end, it was get into the top five, stay in the top five. And I led into the final pit stops. Somehow Challenger came out two seconds ahead of us. I'd, 
he's a pro driver. He just, he, he's an alien. He does that. Mm. And, uh, the, the last thir- 25 laps, we were, me and his teammate were shaking bake, swapping the lead a, to make sure nobody behind us passed us and B trying to draft ourselves 10 miles an hour faster than he was down the back straight. And we would have coming to the finish. Whoever was in the lead was going to pick up his draft and either win or finish second. Cause 1.4 seconds back, you pick up five miles an hour of top speed. So it was that cycle of who can get to the front. And, and I wanted to catch him. So there was like one time I backed off and didn't pass uh, Abate into the corner. And everybody in front of me was named Christian. So I have to go by the last names. Um, and then uh, Wayne, one of the good dog bear guys got by me and then shuffled back. And then I, it was like, no, 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 no. We got to shuffle back. You know, I have to be first or second. This is not going to work well. And, uh, and then what? Wayne hit the curb and with six, seven laps to go and spun in front of me. And I just, I, I stabbed the brakes and he, he had saved it, but we were coming up the track and he was, his butt was in front of me and I just barely tapped him and finished him off into the wall and wrecked the hell out of his car. Mm. Um, and then that set up the finish, which was a four lap three. I don't even, I, I remember, I remember the green flag coming. I, I remember everybody on discord <laughs> doing uh days of thunder and talladega night quotes <laughs> uh and then i remember green flag the next three laps are kind of just fuzzy mm. i had to go back and watch i've got notes up on my other screen to remember how the race went yeah uh and then on the last lap it was the laps four three and two were just defending third place like the we the leaders would go two by two and you would just fill in the gaps. And, and the weird part about how the drafting was working was when we're all lined up, we all run the optimal racing lines. So we're all out by the wall. So if you wanted to pass anybody in the middle of the race, you had to go around the outside. Mm-hmm. You had to send it around the outside, cut them off, hold them down, come up out of the corner, do it for the even numbered corner. And then when you come up, the leaders would go to the wall and you're hung this other guy out on the inside. You'll pull yourself forward. I did that like four times to people mm-hmm. that I didn't trust. Yeah. Um, and on the last, on the last few laps, everybody went to the inside of the defense. So the entire mojo of the race inverted itself. Mm-hmm. So you, it, it was the reason it was such a good finish was suddenly you had people who had not been up at the front that were trying to overtake the guys who had been up at the front and had figured all this out. And then on the last lap, it kind of just came all together to be, you know, 30,000 spec to third place and second and third place tied and fourth place was in the wall, <laughs> 50 thousandths behind. <laughs> and, you know, I, like I said, I was in seventh or sixth on the, and going through the, uh, from two to three, bouncing off of people. So, you know, the start of the last lap, I, th- I was fourth because Morton had gotten bias. And we, uh, I went to the inside to just, I, I don't know why I should have gone to the outside, but I went to the inside and coming off of two, he squared up the corner to get a good draft. And I was under steering and like full lock lifted out of it, trying not to kill him. Mm. And we touched and, both saved it. He never lifted. I had to lift and catch it. And then I caught it in the middle and we were four wide going down the back straight. <laughs> and, and, uh, 
Drew, I, I don't remember his last name, mm-hmm. hits the wall coming out of two and hits me and it bounces me and I scare Ron and Ron and, and Tom <laughs> crash on the inside and we all collect ourselves and coming out of three, I got too cute. I could have won this race. Like, I this believe it. Exactly. I believe it. I went, this went exactly how I wanted it to go and I could have won this race, but um, <sighs> I saw, I, I, I hadn't been around Drew. I didn't know how good his car was. And the, 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 the thing was there were a lot of people with fast setups that were trash race setups in this race, but you could, you know, that is the draft. You couldn't really get by them, but the, the, you could identify them because they could never turn into the apex. So coming off of three, I lift like there's a quarter second lift to zero throttle and back into it. And that I'm trying to get a gap between me and drew so that I don't catch him in the middle of the corner. Cause if I do that, I, I have to lift my, my plan is full throttle from the exit of turn three to the finish line. Mm-hmm. Hell or high water. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he turns in and his car doesn't turn. And I'm like, well, sh- this is easy. You know, <laughs> hold it to the bottom, full throttle, come off, leave him enough room to not wreck himself and just find the closest car, get behind it, find the second closest car, get behind it, pop to the inside and cross the f- finish line. It- and of course, as with every time when there's an amazing, like hard finish, I don't know what, like exciting, exhilarating yeah. finish. What are the first words that come out of my mouth in discord? Fucking shit, I should have had that. <laughs> like, the reason we crash up to the finish line is because I'm looking at relative to figure out yeah. where we fit. Did I, did I win? Like, well, I mean, right, that like, that was one thing. So I, I, I'll i give a small summary of my event. I, I barely missed top split with you with you and some other, other of our guys. And do, do we want to bring this up? I did not bring this up in the post-race interview because... I was the only one that got interviewed and I did not want to drop it on the announcers. I, I took what, what was called the high road. Um, I don't want to okay. make it a controversy, but I was in the bump day qualifying, which was, which was amazingly fun. Uh, but I was in, in the prequal. I, I, I was bump day to match the, the real the Indy 500. Uh, and, uh, I was in, I was the last bump spot. Uh, but the session ended before the one of the last people could qualify. So that person was given my spot, basically, in a nutshell. And I was told that his first couple laps before the session ended were, on average, going to be higher than mine. So I, I, I heard that, and I, I took it for what it was. I mean, if I didn't deserve it, I didn't deserve it. Uh, either way, I didn't make a big stink out of it. I respect the majors. I did. I will say this to you guys. I don't think I told you guys. I got... Uh, a private message apology acknowledgement from Mike from the majors acknowledging this and, uh, and thanking me for basically not being an asshole, which I guess I could have been, but I I'm okay. I'm okay. I think you should have been. I think you should have did it. <laughs> well, good thing it was Rob, you just <laughs> Rob's a little, just for your old buddy, Rob, that's Rob, Rob's a little, for your old pal, Rob. I know. Well, Rob, we, I was going to let you off the hook, but since you're going to drop that, I'll, I'll make an interlude and we can, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not okay. doing that. All right, fine, <laughs> just fine. saying, just Rob didn't get to race because he didn't do enough pre-practice laps that are in the rules. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's like eight laps short. Yeah, Rob like is that. sour. Rob, Can't. Rob's a sour puss. Yeah. Rob doesn't read the rule book, but anyhow, uh, yes, I, I, I acknowledge that that happened. It was frustrating in the moment, but I will say, so to get back to my session, because I was in second split, 
Second, you know, second fiddle. I was the t- one of the top three drivers. I led a lot of laps, and I was competitive to get one of those coins. And when I realized I could get one of those coins, they do challenge coins for the podiums and all splits in the majors. I was a little bit excited because I don't think I could, I would have at all gotten that in the top split. Um, but I ended up about a quarter of the race left. I was in the lead. And uh, somebody, the, the P2 car tried to pass me outside into turn one, came down, and uh, basically took me out. And that was it. Uh, so I was uh, no longer racing, and I was sitting in my comfortable recliner, poured a glass of scotch for my, to console myself, and I put on the top split broadcast and watched Miles and the top split drivers finish it out. I, I wanted to at least be somehow connected to the event because I was so hyped for it. And I had a good time driving it. I really did have a good time in this car, but watching the finish that Miles just described, uh, regardless of whether Miles was racing with us as a sim team or not, uh, I mean, I was sitting there edge of my seat, uh, just going nuts for the finish of this. And I was one thing I will say, and I, I want your comment on it for the top split. It seemed like right to the very end when I tuned in, I don't know how it went, you know, for the first half and a quarter of the race. Um, it seemed like there was a lot of pack racing more than maybe the, the traditional IndyCar Delara IR18 offered. It was a little more of a pack thing with more cars because I feel like in the long run with the traditional IndyCar years past at Indianapolis, people wear their tires differently, can't make the corners as effectively and can't apex the corners and they start to get aero push and they are a little more separated. It's, you see fewer cars in that final lead pack. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I've done the official 500 three or four times. I forget now. Um, best finishing that was second as well. So, you know, like whatever. Um, yeah, the, the, the difference is the, the Indy car gets slower as the run goes on because mm. you wear tire. The tire fall off is greater than the fuel burn off. I say that most of the time, Dep- it, it depends on setups and whatever, but, generally that's true uh our one fastest lap was the last lap if you had no fuel in the tank that's as fast as it would go so but that's there was more pack racing but it was interesting in that there was always two packs Mm. there was 15th and up yeah and 16th to 33rd yeah i noticed that as Um, well because I want to point like i was not the only mad sim guy in top split uh cody richardson and andrew Koska made it um, in fact, we qualified like within five thousands of each other, something stupid. Um, it's almost like we were running the exact same setup that I'd put. We'll talk you know, about that in a second, actually. A few hundred laps <laughs> into yeah. doing four laps rent. Um, and then I figured it out in the session before. Yeah, anyway, I can talk about that <laughs> later. Um, but it was, it was kind of funny in the middle part of the race because me and Andrew were always like the last two cars of the lead pack. Because we were fuel saving, we were take we were tenth to fifteenth pretty much until the end, until Andrew got taken out. Mm. Um, but as soon as you went behind like sixteenth, I don't know if it was setups, driver mentality, I don't know, talent level. Mm. Um, it wasn't talent level. Cody was stuck back there, <laughs> but he was stuck. Like we, you would, you would uh, accordion on the start. And 15th was always like the worst. Yeah. When, whenever 10th to 15th, it was like slam the brakes on the front straight as the green flag comes out. So, you know, you, they, they'd lose a second. If you got 1.8 seconds back, you had to run faster than the leader to catch the lead pack 
And if you're in 20th, you're not doing that. Mm. So you'd end up with the lead pack and then the second pack. Um, in, in normal Indy races, cup car, Indy car, pretty much anything on a flat oval, you pack up and then after the first or second green flag pit stop, you end up in like packs or two or three or single cars just doing laps. And that never happened, mm. partially because we always had a caution. Yeah. But it, it wasn't, the middle part was a caution fest. There was a, there was a section in the middle of the race when some guys stayed out and other guys pitted, and they had always been running 20th, and they're now first through eighth. And the next three cautions were just them eating shit mm. because they it's been understeer city the whole race. They get up to the front, and it's immediately oversteer. Like the, the, when I was, when I was running mid pack, it was full stiff rear bar, full soft front bar lift every corner. Like the car would not turn if you were over 240 miles an hour, mm. you had to lift pretty good and roll into it. It was fine because you suck up and it was like, it was fun a little bit, save a lot of fuel. Um, and you could, you could kind of choose when you wanted to just go. Mm. Um, but <laughs> as soon as you got to like fourth, you had to flip the bars immediately because the car just tried to spin out. Yeah. It was like, there was a magic point where it, it gained downforce. You, you stopped being dra- a drafting car and turned into a corner car. And that, that was where every time somebody who had not experienced that got into that position, insta spin hit the wall <laughs> caution. Um, and, and yeah, that, that took out, we, it was, it was a really interesting race and yeah, it, it did stay, packed up but we tried our hardest not to pack we had there were people coming at like you had to stay in the access lane exit of, of pit lane and people had never practiced it like trying that yeah. hard drove in the middle of the lead pack oh, <laughs> that, no. was, that was lap 70 or something oh no uh you know if there one time I came off the corner, it was just a parking lot of cars just stopped in the track. Half of them were people who just come to a stop because cars are bouncing. And so that's another thing that I knew was going to be bad just from practice. Uh, if you break any part of the car, it bottoms out and you can't steer it. Mm. Like braking doesn't do anything. Accelerating doesn't help and it doesn't turn. So if you, if you hit the wall exit of one of the corners, you're going to just, go to the inside and then hit the wall of the next corner. Cause you, you can't do anything. Um, but it, it, we had, I don't know, 15, 16 cars running at the end. It's more than I expected. Yeah. It was, it was respectable from what I could see. I mean, so the entertainment value of the finish, the, 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 the finishes of, of, you know, something to view and observe as esports entertainment, sim racing, I racing entertainment was a success. It made yeah. its rounds. It, it, uh, I think I have I have some clips and images up at MadSimRacing.com as a inside in the house post. If anybody wants to see that that didn't catch it, um, as to kind of as a wrap up, I guess of this type of car, this type of track after running the Delara IR18, the the traditional Indy car, and not really having that this year. Did this scratch the itch? Was it better than than in years past? Where did we stand on that, Rob? I'll even accept your comments as somebody that thought he was going to race this race, but uh, I, I don't know. I'd rather race the normal car if that's what you're asking. Yeah, that, I mean yeah, that's kind of what I'm well, it was, race it was, I think based on what I watched, because I watched a lot of the different splits and um, majors. I follow all the different channels between the Atlantic and Pacific regions for what they do their broadcasting on and. 
it all seems like it went pretty well. Like, I think it was a success. I think, yeah, I would second that. I think it was a success. I mean, it scratched the itch for me. It was different, but it, it behaved uniquely. But it was close. It was it was close, and then you know you had to work the gears in the corners. It, it was it was similar. It was a Delara. It, it sounded different, and it behaved different. Um, what do you think, Miles? As somebody that's been on iRacing for quite a while. I think we should go back to the 2005 version of the Indy car myself, but that's just me. <laughs> um, it, it was, it was fun. Yeah. If we did it again next year, I'd do it again. Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't know that it scratched the itch cause it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't an Indy 500. Yeah. Cause the, there, there is a little, it was, it was like a Daytona Indy 500 in a yeah. way. Um, it, <sighs> I don't, it, there was no way to make that car fun for slow guys. That's, yeah, you know, it. you had to have some level of patience and talent to not just die. Yeah. Um, and especially in qualifying, especially getting up to speed and like mm-hmm. going, it, if you didn't know where to start, you were going to be lost. Um, and you could see that in the qualifying order for the the majors there was the top the top 20 ish were covered within 50 thousandths of a second and uh, and the next five were covered by a tenth of a second and then the next you know 40 were a full second so that there was the guys up the front that had control over their cars and speed and were going to compete and then like even second split even the guys that were a couple tenths off they y'all finished before we did y'all did a better job of not crashing <laughs> probably but but that's like that's the, the sk- y'all are good enough to like finish the race and not die yeah um and i have to say like even if you did get taken out with a quarter of the race to go or whatever that race was hard yeah there was a point in the in the caution fest in the middle where like my eyes glazed over and mm-hmm. under the caution because it, 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 the first half had taken so much focus not to literally just run into the car in front of you. Yeah. That, you know, the, the second, I got a second win in the second half. Cause it's like, Oh, I can win this. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was as soon as I got to the front and realized how good the car was compared to everybody else. It was, uh, okay. Yeah. I need to focus on this cause I can like do something, but that would just if that had gone green through, so most Indy 500s, you have like eight cautions in the first 40 mm-hmm. laps and the last 160 are green. Correct. Yeah. That's been my if experience. It had done, if it had done that, like, I, that's, that would have been hard. Yeah. I, I was worn out because, and Rob, I'm sure you knew this just from, from qualifying. And this car at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, if, if you don't start, start to turn the wheel left, before you traditionally think you would in the traditional Indy car, you're not going to go flat through the corner. I quickly learned that if I want to make it through the corner flat or as good as possible and get a good run, I had to start, I had to turn that wheel left coming off the straight into the short shoot way quicker and way more precisely uh, to get right where that uh, white line is in the the grass and the curbing. Uh, Or I just wasn't going to make it. I was going to have to lift to not slide up into the wall. And I mean, you get that with the IR18, but with this IR01, it's it's more of a brain test 
it, it's like one of those apps on your phone that you have to that you try to keep your brain sharp and it's much more difficult in that way yeah there's just times where you said like just the indy car like when you're racing around there like it just feels like it's made for it, right like this car it kind of just felt like there's just times you're driving it where you just kind of feel it was a bastard car you know what I mean, like it was just slightly would just kind of like its characteristics could just kind of switch up on you. And, and if you just weren't handling it right. So I just kind of felt like I was all like definitely on edge with it mm. in qualifying for sure. If you guys oh, were I racing, would you do in the next year? If motorsports game doesn't go ass up, would you in 2024 do some kind of official event in the same, you know, off brand, you know, uh, here in America, the Walmart, it's the Sam's Club. It's the Sam's Club brand of the Indy 500. Would you do it's that cool. as iRacing in 2024, assuming you don't get the rights back with this car? Since since they made the decision yeah. to take this I'll open, come back to Sam's Club. You would do it? Yep. Well, well fuck this. Rob, you'd at least be allowed to race. <laughs> I can think so, anyway. <laughs> Give, give it credit though. This is Kirkland brand. This is a little bit better. Yeah, than it is. Value. I will <laughs> say it is Kirkland. Um, it's the Costco brand. Yes. The it's the official part of that. A league like if we were like, hey, let's do an IR one oval league. I'd do that. There's certain it'd have to be the big tracks, Pocono and yeah. Indy. Like Iowa would not be fun. No, this thing. No. Um. But once you get it, a special event, yes, as a special event. I would participate as like a 12 week series. No chance in hell. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's going to end That's up. How I feel about that. <laughs> it's going to end up with, uh, you know, like silver crown or the, uh, the USAC asphalt sprints. You're, you're going to have, well, I, it's going to be like them way back when, where there were nobody, uh, there were two guys with the, that knew what they were doing at the front. And then, third through 15th, if there were 15 cars in the race, I'll just racked constantly. Um, I, I fear that's what this would turn into. Because um, y'all are talking about it handling and qualifying. The car did three different things in the three different sections of the corner, depending on if you turn too much, turn too little, like looked at a cross-eyed, <laughs> like it would, you turn in, and if you understood you were good, if it started to rotate, just throw that lap away because you're you're gonna miss it by five feet and have to catch it. And it was that car was weird. Yeah. Uh, but weird and good. Like this is this is a kind of car that I would like. Again, I'd like it in a league setting when competing against other people because you you have to, you have to mentally back off. You have to mm. slow down to go fast. And if you were just in an open session, it would have been dive bombs into every corner. Never being able to catch anybody, you, you know, if, if you didn't all die immediately, you then would have, you know, just not had the, the momentum to have a good time. Kind of, yeah. you know, it'd be five laps, caution, five laps, caution, five laps, caution, or any lap race up. Yeah. I, I think that's right. I think people that are familiar, mutually familiar with the car, uh, that, that can mutually respect each other and kind of learn together, so to speak, that's going to be the ideal for this car uh, on iRacing. As far as ovals go, uh, I haven't run it on road races uh, for a while, so that's that's going to be interesting to think of. But uh, I think really, the, I mean, you know, back in the first of the year, iRacing made this oval friendly, this car, which is their car. 
But I mean, honestly, I think we can all agree that 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 has been lying dormant until the month of May, because probably more people, if you if we were to get the numbers on this, more people participated in that car in in May at this track at Indianapolis than everybody combined probably from January up until end of April. I mean, I would oh, say 100%. I would dare say I'm correct on that. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. No, you could you could say. From from three days after the launch of the car until now, we had more people race the car for the major yeah, 500 I, that, than that whole year. That's an excellent point. I think this is where the car has probably peaked, is with this type of racing. I know Bradley has commented in the past that it's not a car that he even yeah, owns. Yeah, I'm interested in it. No, I don't. He, he's not interested. Yeah. I don't know what it would It would probably take everybody else buying into it to maybe get him interested in it. No, it's like the F1 car. I mean, I, I I'm sitting it. there. He's sitting there with his arms folded, all cranky. Like just talk, just to the fact we're talking about some fake car. He's just sitting there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, God, like this is for real. Really old I, want to, I want, I came to the Sim to Sim Indy car, not some bastard. It's not a, the point. Did you not hear? No, I heard the whole conversation. <laughs> no, I think it is wonderful that this is our car because I mean, we it have is been, nice, but do you, how have, often do you fucking race it? I, a lot in May of 2023. <laughs> how, how often will you race it after May? Till next May? Maybe, never. Maybe. Never. It's our car. It's our. Come on now. You wouldn't <laughs> take to the streets for this goddamn car. <laughs> I, I, I take took to the virtual streets. Uh, I mean, maybe if I, the indie car. It's like that meme of the of the guy with the girlfriend looking back at the other girl. If the indie car came back, you would you'd fucking come back to her. Oh, I'd dump the IRO one in a heartbeat <laughs> if we got exclusivity rights back. But, oh yeah, I'd leave it on the kill. Oh yeah, but leave it. But we're we're a battered sim racing base. We get we've got Lamont taken from us. We got the IndyCar taken from us. Donald Trump. I am I making hand no, movements. Making his hand um, we got these things taken from us, so that means I'm romanticizing this car. Anybody that's listened to the last month of our show knows that I'm 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 definitely romanticizing. But he's got his eye on the, the original girl. He's still heartbroken. I mean, I yes, I I love IndyCar. <laughs> we've talked about that, but. But yes, I, I think it was a successful event. Uh, I think it was entertaining. Oh, no doubt so it was successful. I wished it well, and I think it turned out well. So I'm, I'm really just interested in what, what the future is of it. And I think that's going to be up in the air, but I think it's, it's a good thing to focus on that. Uh, with you here, Miles, I want to pivot away a bit from that, this particular car uh, as we kind of wrap that up. And uh, we'll keep an eye on how things go with it. But... Uh, I want to talk some about, obviously, you're, you, you're in software engineering. I know in sim racing, number one, you're fast as hell. So I, I really want to know the secrets to that. I would love to understand how one becomes incredibly fast at iRacing. I, I, would, I wish there were like a step-by-step recipe guide to it. But also, I know that you've done some setup making uh, or setup tweaking. I don't know what the fair way to say it is, but you, I think we all ran your setup for the uh, Delora IRO one. So where does, is there a crossover there? Or are you good at one because of the other? Does your education lend you to this? I know you were involved in real motorsport. I'm throwing a lot out there. I'm throwing a lot of stuff yeah. at the wall. If you can bring it all together, please do, because I feel like whatever it is, you've got something. You're incredibly fast on iRacing. Well, I'll, I'll answer one part. Uh, does the degree help? No, in no way, no. Other than the fact that I okay. work from home. So you don't have any unlocked the, secrets. Okay, good. Like at five o'clock, I'll, I'll log out of my computer and I and get on the sim. Okay. And, I, and and like the the funnier part is, I don't 
even like race that much on iRacing. If you go look at my account, it's like spurts of like a month that I'll actually drive. And the rest of the time, I'm usually just testing. Yeah. Um, so uh, how am I fast? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I look at the squiggly lines. We're all about yeah, this. Don't I, give I don't, away the secret sauce. I want the secret I, sauce. Put it in a so, bottle and slap a label on it. It's earned, not given. I will say 95% of sim racers try to go too fast. That's like the biggest problem in general is the everybody drives GT3 cars, GTE cars, things that you can just hammer down to the apex and, or, or actually the, the MX five cup car being the first car you drive is the worst car you could ever drive because the ABS just, you hit the brakes and you figure it out by the time you get to the apex and then you get back on the throttle and go mm. for again, the 95th percentile, the top 5% are doing it right. But you know, that's, 200 people or something. Um, and it's, it's, if you can go and learn one of the dumb cars, like the Cadillac, mm. if you can go and be within a second of world record in the Cadillac, you can drive anything. Oh. You just have to go drive it like the Cadillac, <laughs> like even a formula four car, break at the three marker, roll off the brake before you turn in a little bit of maintenance throttle through it, through the center throttle on by apex and off. And you're go You're golden. So the, uh, the same things are fast in every car. The last, the alien speed, the last 0.01% is the dumb shit. Like gas and brake at the same time. That was the IndyCar trick way back when you to, to not lock the rears, you tap the, the gas as you went into the corner and then you'd roll off and go roll back to the throttle. Um, I'd, I'll, actually a lot of the tricks are gone. Um, when I look at like VRS, uh, squiggly lines, their data traces, like most of the time, the guys that are faster than me are just, they know they drive that car exclusively. Mm -hmm. That's the first, if you want to be fast in any car, drive it exclusively. Yeah. That makes sense. That's why I'm just, I'm just like kind of okay. And these guys need to hear that. Do you guys hear that? Why do you want you me to hear that, Rob? Oh, cause you guys are sluts. That's why <laughs> what do you do? It, no, I, we're going through a hoe phase, Rob. Excuse me. Yeah, I like it all. I want to, I want to be inside all these cars. We're going through an iRacing hoe. Father doesn't drive the same car in back-to-back -back events. I don't. I'm even the same manufacturer. I don't. I like to try different I want diversity, on, Rob. Rob, Rob you're going against diversity. Yeah. You're on the wrong side of history, yeah. my friend. Yeah, quiet, Rob. My, <laughs> he takes a sip of his drink. My, <laughs> you fucking pretentious bastard. <laughs> Rob, you, you uncultured fuck. Miles, please continue. <laughs> um, yeah, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, driving something oh, exclusively oh, makes you better at that thing. It makes it makes great logical sense. But I like driving lots of things. But I do understand what no, you're I, saying. No, I do. I, I own every car because yeah. I want to drive all of them. I never actually end up racing them. That's that's the one thing. So, like I said, I don't race official a lot. I do. I like to have like one league that I'm doing per month. You know, I, one one night of the week I want to go race a league, mm -hmm. and I race with y'all. Yeah, that's how I, I feel. The, yeah, I do the SCCA stuff on Tuesday nights now. Um, major majors. God, that's so much work. Yeah, it's about like official racing. Yeah, you know, it's the issue when you're. So I'm not fast. Or I'm not an A. Yeah, you're you're fast, but the problem is I always want to win. Yeah, 
like the if I win, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I don't actually care who I beat. As long as I win, I'm happy. I'm a yeah. bit of a narcissist. <laughs> um, but like, if I go run GT three, even though I'm I'm forty seven hundred forty six hundred I rating, I'm going to be stuck with the Casey Kerwins of the world, and I'm just going to look at their lap times and go, like I, I look at their stat data traces. Mm. And I was like, okay, you drove it in fifty feet deeper and got on the gas. 10 feet earlier and you're 1.5 seconds faster than me. How hell am I going to go? But like I I'm doing what I feel. I drive to the limits that I feel are correct. Mm -hmm. And that's just not alien pace. Um, so to loop in something else you mentioned, uh, so yeah, I've, I've done, uh, on the driving side, I've done autocross for, when I start doing that, when I bought the Mustang, when I buy the Mustang 2015, May of 2015, Mm -hmm. Um, so I've run autocross, I stopped here recently just cause I was spending way too much money, mm-hmm. uh, driving around parking lots with cones. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've since purchased a, a lawn NPO one with some friends and we go WRL racing with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm designated test driver as well as radio guy and race strategist. There we go. Um, so I get to sit on the radio and talk for eight hours and have no voice at the end of the weekend. <laughs> um, but it's it's tons of fun and the the crossover a lot of people talk about drivers crossing over Mm -hmm. um so like the first time i ever put a wrench on a race car which was road atlanta november of 2015 Mm -hmm. it was the thursday before the lsu alabama game (laughs) um i knew what the things did Mm mm-hmm and that was a huge advantage. So I don't do this professionally. I'll play race car engineer on the weekends. Right. Right. Um, so as you mentioned at the open, I went to the university of Alabama, I graduated in 2014. Uh, and there was one day, uh, there was a class I was taking it was ethics and computer science. Mm. I was taking it to get an A. My entire reasoning was, was uh, for taking it was, uh, uh, right. My professor said this professor was, fun and nice and you know it was not if you're not not the hardest class in the world if you had any common sense you could do good in this crap and at that point i needed it um because <laughs> computer science at the university of alabama has like a 40 percent pass rate your junior mm. year like there was a weed out class mm-hmm. that you had to be in it in the right semester and i wasn't the first semester um anyway uh and I'm taking, I'm taking this class and then it, I used it as my lunch break. Basically I'd, I'd go get a Reuben sandwich from Boar's Head, walk into the class halfway through the first one and say for the second half of the first class and the first half of my class. Um, anyway, I was, I was, uh, one day I walk in and the professor's up there and she's like, do I look frazzled today? I go, no, what, you know, what's the, hmm. What's up? And she goes, my husband's in Wisconsin racing cars. And I just go, your husband's in the SCCA runoffs. What class? Mm. And she's like, you know what that is? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a member. Like, yeah. I don't, I know. Okay. Who, who what? So, um, that's my friend, Leslie Dixon. And mm. I'm now friends with her and Brandon. And, uh, I've spent the last eight years bounding around the country, mm. uh, working on his race cars and he's he's one of the people him and his his best friend who's now become one of my best friends uh we we pulled our money together and bought the lot but so we've their whole thing was they were in he's a computer science professor 
Um, Ren, our friend, was a ME from, he went to Alabama and then went to UVA. And uh, Brandon's been racing since like 1991, 92. Uh, and, you know, did Formula Ford for all those years and had some success, you know, won some SCCA nationals, raced Michael Andretti, a bunch of people mm-hmm. you'd know. And, um, you know, kind of quit and decided he wanted to go build his own airplane. So they went and built their own airplane and then SCCA created the class formula 1000. They're like, all right, we need to build a race car. So they partnered with a guy out of Indianapolis, Steve Lathrop, who builds the citation, uh, race cars and built the citation F 1000. And actually does his Brandon's chassis design, which is an amalgam of Lathrop's design and, uh, his own design put together with extra bars and placements and whatever is now like the basis of all of the new citations that are being built. So all that to say, I walked up to him and was like, I understand what crossway edge is. I understand what camber is like, I'm not a professionally trained engineer, but I can help. I know where the timing and scoring is. If you need me to like go pick up results, I know where to go. And he's like, perfect. You know? And, um, he, we went to the, that Thursday was the test day for the American road race of champions, which is the, the regional level kind of big event at road Atlanta. And we, we went over there with a brand new car build. This was the citation F 2000, the first one of Brandon's design. And, uh, I tell this story every time because it, it is funny, but all my friends have heard it about four times. Um, <laughs> It was rainy, nasty, misty Seattle weather bullshit. Mm. And we we went over, we left Tuscaloosa at like eight o'clock at night, got to Road Atlanta at one in the morning, slept from one to six till the gates open, pulled in with the gates, unloaded the car, put dry tires on it. It was not raining at this point, but it had rained overnight. So he's like, okay, points to me, go out on pit lane and see if, See if the track's dry. So I walk out on pit lane. Spec Miata is out. Or it was either Spec Miata or STU. Spec Miata were on the track. And they go by and it's like, eh, it's dry. You know, the asphalt's dark. There's no rooster tails. I can't tell what tires are on, but it's dry. We should go out there. Mm. You know, dry tires. We're here testing. We don't need the test rain set up. We need to go out on dry tires. So next session up, we go out there. I go to the pit wall. I'm looking up watching the hill at turn 11 comes up. It, first of all, he was the first one out and he was the last one to come around. Mm. <laughs> and mm. as he crests the hill, there's a 12 foot rooster tail behind the oh, car. No. Cause like, of course there's no rooster tails behind spec me out. It's spec me out. There's no <laughs> arrow, anything on those cars. It's <laughs> just like, he runs the full session Cause he's like, I paid my money. I'm getting my track time. Yeah. And he comes in and I go, Oh, okay. I understand what a racetrack is now. So like now you, you, you get to this point and you like when, um, Arca ran at Daytona it, under the lights and it had rained and the announcer was like, the track is dry. I don't know why they're still on wet. I'm just looking at it going, that track's not dry. <laughs> that, that, that is wet. That You see that strip on pit road? That's dry. The rest of the track is wet. <laughs> so um, telling that story just to say, the, the crossover, I, I think we're going to see a lot more people in engineering roles mm. 
that learn what to do in iRacing. Biggest problem is if you walked up to somebody and say, I learned how to set up cars on a simulator, they're going to you know, go away. Yeah. Um, but the, y'all, it works. The, the alien setups, like the, mm-hmm. the setups that are the Coke series setups or the Porsche esports cut, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, those numbers are not going to work, but if you go up on the right front toe, you're, you're or a camber. If you go more negative, mm. your, your inside is going to wear more and you're going to pick up grip. If you going down on front air pressures and up on the rear still makes the car looser. If you more front wing is more front downforce, unless you don't have a wicker on the front wing, then it stalls out. You know, it's a lot of the stuff that you learn to do building setups and racing actually does transfer over. Um, you don't actually learn how to like measure anything because there, there are a lot of measurements that you get on, there are a lot of measurements in our racing. You just can't do in real life. Like accurate caster is really kind of hard. It's hard to set that at the racetrack. And here it's like, Oh, it's 6.7. It says it right there. Mm. Um, and then there's a lot of things that, you know, in real life that they just don't give you an eye racing. Like, I don't know what the wheel rate on any of these. Yeah. I can go calculate it. I can go look and see, you know, Oh, you know, this, this much force moved at one inch. That means that the wheel rate is 1.2 instead of 1.0 to set spring rate. But like you basically just load the baseline set up and go eh, close enough. <laughs> and what, what I needed to do more front grip. Okay. Softer front springs. All right. What do I need? Uh, need to move a little bit more on throttle. All right. Stiffer rear springs. Um, well, I've seen, I mean, I've seen, we talked about this, it's been quite a while, but I've seen actual set up, set up engineers for real racing or engineers for real racing offer services to both, um, to sim and real. So, but the setup yeah. making is something that's, that's challenging. And I think that's a whole episode for us to do at some point, which is how to make the setups, how to get good at it. Cause there's a whole economy of it in sim racing and iRacing of monthly. I mean, it's basically a Netflix of sim racing. You know, yeah. that's, that's what we see a lot. I mean, we've all, at least I, I have my setup subscription at once. I, at one time I had two, so that's, that's a whole different, a whole unique economy, uh, on iRacing. Uh, but I do want to wrap up, uh, miles. I want to thank you so much for, for joining us here for the, the first half of the show and, uh, and really for being a highlight reel, basically you were, you were a highlight reel of iRacing for, for a week of a, of a huge event and really a prototype event. I think that's, that was the big interesting thing. It was a major unknown and, um, one, you mastered it. And two, you were part of, uh, probably one of the more close finishes that, that any sim racer has seen in, in quite some time. Uh, so I appreciate you joining us for your perspectives, both in, the sim uh, with this specific interesting car in the month of May uh, and also from the real track and uh, hope you'll join us again soon to, to dive even deeper into setups and uh, oh God, who knows what, I know we've got a lot more to go into. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to come back. If you need to get every, t- I've got dirt on IndyCar team. Oh boy. I can talk about IMSA. Oh you boy. Know. Yeah. Uh, Anytime you need a strong opinion on anything, Tom, <laughs> I'm more than happy to provide mine. So, well, you'll be back. Th- we'll have you back certainly this summer. Uh, Miles Crab, uh, one of our sim racing drivers uh, who uh, got a lot of attention this week in the wider iRacing world. Uh, thanks, Miles. We'll be right back on into the apex. Don't 
anywhere. More Into the Apex is coming up. Tired of getting caught up in the mayhem of Turn 1? So are we. Although we can't protect you from disasters in iRacing, we can protect you and your family from mayhem on the road or at home. The Allstate Javicki Agency proudly protects families in Ohio and Pennsylvania. Give John a call today at 412-561-6239. Mention Mad Sim Racing or Into the Apex when calling to receive a gift card with a qualified quote, no purchase necessary. Into the Apex is going back on the road in 2023, and it's all brought to you by our friends at Pro Kart Concepts. Pro Kart Concepts provides top-tier carts, parts, and consumables to the tri-state area and support based out of the Pittsburgh International Raceway. If there's anyone that can get you set in the world of karting, it's Eric and Dan with PKC. Visit ProKartConcepts.com for more information. This episode is brought to you by the racing fans at Great Hire HR. Whether you're hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire will let you keep doing what is important, running your business. For more information, visit greathirehr.com. You've just achieved your greatest accomplishment as a sim racer. Now what? Don't let it become just another stat you never see. Alien Awards is a service run by and for sim racers, creating clearly printed plaques on solid surfaces, something you can display proudly to mark a major victory and show off your team and sponsors. Whether you're an individual driver looking to create a memory or a league owner looking to take your season to the next level, Alien Awards can help. These are quality awards I know because I've won one. There are no setup or design fees and shipping in the U.S. is free. Take your sim racing career to new heights. Visit AlienAwards.net. That's AlienAwards.net. This episode of Into the Apex is brought to you by our partners at Track Racer. Since 2008, Track Racer has been designing and pioneering best value high-end gaming platforms and accessories. Track Racer products are made from the highest quality materials that offer unsurpassed durability. Track Racer is supported by recognizable names such as Haley Deegan, Ross Chastain, Alex Pillow, and Alpine F1 Team. Check them out through the link on our website, IntoTheApex.com, and support the show. This is Into the Apex Motorsport Podcast Network. back on into the apex uh thanks to miles crab for joining us on the first half uh doing a pretty deep dive there into the delora ir01 and the world of uh real amateur racing and uh Bradley has headed out of the main studio rob has packed it in for the night because uh indeed the end of the apex foursome is is going to be running the nurburgring 24 on iRacing uh just this next day we're only hours away from it uh, so half of our guys are going to get their rest and uh, be ready to focus on this major sim race event of the year. Uh, myself, Tyler, and Patrick Stein pops into the uh, remote studio uh, to talk a little bit about the hottest topic of the day. And nobody <laughs> better than Patrick, a, a pure-blooded American, uh, Corvette and Cadillac to the bone. And uh, what did we get today, only hours ago, that's now probably the hottest topic in the sim racing world at this point in time 
and that is the teaser that iRacing official social media dropped just a bit ago from the Detroit street course as it stands on iRacing. It's not going to be the same one this year in real life, but uh, all we got were sounds. We got sounds with just a kind of camera only view front and back, but that's all we needed. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's still fucking ridiculous to me that so many, I was reading comments on this and some people were like, it's a trans AM car. It's a trans AM car. It's obviously the Cadillac GTP is coming on iRacing it's ready it's done yeah because if you if the sound wasn't enough which it is the sound is enough we all know that sound that's that's the selling point of the car the sound is hands down oh 100% but it's Chevy it's General Motors it's Cadillac it's all that company and what is their flagship event that they get it's Detroit it's where they're based so the fact that it's that sound at that course in this video, case case is obviously closed. And I think most people get that, but I'm still seeing some people trying to speculate that it's something else. It's, it's obviously not. There's some people are saying, you're saying Trans Am car? I read more than one comment that it was, yeah, that they thought it was Trans Am's coming. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't watch that. I've not given that much time, to be fair. But... I, I, I don't think Trans Ams have enough of a you know yeah. a fan base to really generate the you know, scanning the car and doing all that. Well, to date, obviously it hasn't. But uh, that I mean, this is obviously the Cadillac GTP. That's what we're getting. We thought we would get maybe that or the Porsche. I think a lot of people hoped it would be the Cadillac because of its unique sound. Uh, yeah. And it's coming. And we're so right now we stand in week nine. So week 13 will drop uh, early June, uh, which should be before the uh, official IMSA Watkins Glen 6. So if we are correct in assuming that the car is ready, it's being teased so many weeks early, then we should be correct in assuming that we're going to get it in the next build, which would presumably make that a car that is available for the Watkins Glen 6 as the first uh, IMSA special event. So that raises the question. And Patrick, I think you're the right person to raise this question with, because I know mm-hmm. I know this about you, Patrick. You're a careful sim racer. Uh, you don't. You're. I know you to not get too far over your head, and right. I, I, I've always kind of done the same. But I, I tend to sometimes send it. But I know that you're very careful. Yeah. But I know you love the Cadillac, so I know that you, myself, Bradley, Rob. I mean, no, but none of our group of the podcast have run the GTP LMDH BMW since it came out. In any right. kind of official major event, we we're really slow working ourselves there. Yeah, we said the Watkins Glen Six is where we were going to do the BMW, and now and I don't know if you were with us on that or not. You could probably say right now, no, you weren't. I wasn't. Yeah, so no. so you didn't feel quite right, quite ready for that car. No, I was more planning an LMP two. So yeah, um, LMP two is where that where we peak. Yeah, but now seeing this teaser today, Patrick. With the Cadillac, listening to it, listening to it closely, perhaps so much that you're a little bit deaf right now. You let the blood flow a little bit. Do you, a little bit? <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's an understatement. Do you consider driving that for the Watkins Glen 6, whether you live or die? Oh, 100%. I, 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 you know, full send. I'm going for it. So it's the brand and the experience. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Why not? I, and I bet you a lot of other people are going to be doing it too, but who cares? That 
that is a that's the question right there. That's that's the topic. Is just as uh, the BMW maybe becomes something that's that people adjust to, and mm-hmm. that LMDH GTP class maybe it starts to balance out because I feel like maybe in Daytona it had the novelty to it, and in, yeah. in Sebring it starts to die down. Well, then we go to the Watkins Glen special event. Yeah. And you add a Cadillac in there, and you, I assume, take away a GT3 car of some sort, I assume. Right. Uh, the novelty comes right back in there. And uh, I think it's good to have selection. I mean, the pinnacle of LMP1 was a selection of, of one out of two, the Audi or the Porsche. Yeah. I think there's a lot of assumption that the Porsche GTP is going to come in there. And, I mean, wouldn't it be outstanding to have so many more, the Peugeot, the the Ferrari, the Lamborghini, when it comes out, the, the, uh, oh hell, the Van Wall. There it is. The Toyota, the, the Acura. Yeah. Glickenhaus. Let's, let's go into WEC now. Uh, let's not go to, let's not go to Glickenhaus. <laughs> it's American, Patrick, even though he's an asshole to sim racing. He's a fucking prick. He was a prick to sim racers. I will say that. Yeah. And to him, and to Emza, by the way. Well, yeah. Um, so many, but I mean, it's it's glorious to see so many options. And in iRacing, the most options we get in that respect are the GT3s. Yeah, we did. We just did the episode. It's like a box of chocolates. What flavor do you want? Really, yeah. you get that right now, just in GT3. The rest, it's very much it's slim pickings, if if right. no pickings at all in the case of GTPs to date. Yeah. So yeah, we need to have some variety, and. Um, I know that they're going to release the LMP3 coming up, and th- that's going away from the main IMSA series. Yeah. It's going to the VP series, I guess, um, next year. Yeah, I, I think it would be a pro. So, yes, that's another uh, bit of news uh, in the past few weeks. Uh, iRacing confirmed, obviously, that, that the LMP3 is coming. Uh, at this point, if you ask me, even if it comes out this year, and there are still 2023 IMSA races to go, special events. Don't modify the listing. Don't add the LMP3 to you know Petit Le Mans or what have you, because at this point we know in real life it's going. So just keep it to its own thing. Uh, leagues can use it. Official session of some sort. Make a VP. You know. Yeah. You know GT4 and LMP3. Yeah. Just do what's going to start yeah. in 2024. Yeah, I, I agree because there's only there are only two more endurance cup events left. So yeah, uh, you know prototype challenge and VP or whatever you might be, just yeah. just stick it to that in the sim. Let's not try to replicate what has been the endurance cup to date with the LMP3s yeah. thrown in with the P2s, GTPs, GT3, GTD Pro and GTD class. That's yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. Um, now I got a question for you. Yeah, when is the majors twenty four? I believe, I mean, I can confirm that, but I believe it's early June. And Patrick, that is... Some, is that season three? Uh, I I think. So we talk about the majors here. We just got done talking about the Speedway 500 from the majors, and, and they are trendsetters where iRacing loses exclusivity to motorsport games. I mean, that's yeah. that's exactly. been our topic for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, the majors 24 is obviously what's become the broad sim racing world on iRacing's Le Mans 24 replacement, but I believe that event is going to be in early June, and I, I bet you that it, that as much as they yeah, it's going to be the end of May, first weekend of June. Uh, week 13 is after that, so majors ah, 24. Yeah, yeah, majors 24 competitors. I'm going to say with 99.9 percent certainty, you're not going to get. It's not even going to be available. 
the Cadillac if it comes out in the week 13. But I'll say this as well. If, if I know the majors and I know how they set plans and stick to those plans no matter what, uh, if it came out the week before, I don't think they would change the lineup. It just is what it is. When they make the plan, the plan is made. Yeah, that's true. I, I was wishful thinking because uh, I, I know we've internally have discussed our plans for the 24 of the French countryside, as I like to call it. Yeah. Well, um, well what if iRacing does, what was it, the VRS Global Endurance or something? Oh, oh. Now oh, that will. Oh, God. That would, oh, that oh, would oh, presumably, that would have the Cadillac with the BMW. Oh. There's no option now. Now, now there's oh shit. Now, now just thinking about it though. So that should go it, to a series of tracks, including Lamar, if they slip it in there again. Correct. Right, but here's the thing that I struggle with with it. Yeah. The majors twenty four is doing uh, LMDH, LMP two, in GT three. GT three, yes. They're they're bringing on the future <coughs> of, of WEC. Yeah, the, a future. You know what's coming next year yeah now with the vrs global 24 hour whatever the hell they call it um that's the last of real hurrah for gte i I think if if they stick with it i think that will be correct um i mean that that's a car that i haven't driven in a year or more right now if i'm being honest uh, yeah and I, hmm. I, I've not driven. It's just it's it's gone. I mean, it's it's over. I'm sorry. I hate to say it because we all we all existed, and any long time I racer existed in a time where that was the that was it. Yeah, that was the 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 creme de la creme we, of GT racing. You know what we got to do? We got to let it go. Now, do you do we let it go as of like right now, or do we want to do so. one last no one last hurrah? I think you got to let it go. <laughs> I, I I have an idea though. Okay. Okay. So for the VRS version of the twenty four hours of the French countryside. What, what iRacing will make is the kind of the wink version. Yeah, the wink wink nudge yeah. nudge. You want the Corvette. That's what you're thinking, right? No, no, not for no? Le Mans. No. No. I'm thinking for the Le Mans doing the Cadillac. Okay. Now, well, that's very forward thinking. Then that's not that's not looking to the past. Then that's not where I thought you were going with that. No, but I, I there's an, a second part to it because you said it's like they do what four or something. So races? other tracks there, yeah, there should be other tracks with it. Um, I don't know what they would be at this point, but I know they slipped Lamine with a few other. Like know. I think Spa was right. on there last yeah, year. I believe you're right. Yeah, I would be willing to do a 24 hour in a GTE as a last hurrah at spa or Silverstone and whatever it may be, whatever yeah. the options are. I think it, it, I scratched the Porsche BMW Ferrari itch uh, in GT three, but, but uh-huh. like I just alluded to what I thought you were getting at the itch that we don't get to scratch outside of GTE is the Corvette. And that's the only place to kind of get that car. So, I the thing I miss probably is is there's no Corvette. We got a Corvette and and we only got to enjoy it really in earnest for so long. And yeah. I, I do miss that Corvette. It's a nice looking car. It drives well. 
Yeah. It, it sounds good. It sounds incredible in real life, even now in the GTD, you know, pro or whatever class. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, and then we got the GT3 coming. And yeah. you can only assume that iRacing will, will get that to us at some point, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the real, the new GT3 is coming out next year, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Yeah. I would say, yeah, it is. I, I would say by the beginning of 2024, iRacing will have that new GT3 Corvette. Yeah, I would say. I, I I think that's a safe assumption. So, but I mean, it doesn't even have to be the Corvette. I think we do. We have to do one last hurrah with the GTE. I think we have to. I would pick the Corvette, perhaps. Um, I would love. I would, I would love to see iRacing drop that very soon, like they did the BMW GT3. A year, yeah. a year plus in advance, uh, prototype version. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's exactly what we got. We we as sim racers were so familiar with that BMW GT3 before it actually came out. I mean, we we all saw it at Petit Le Mans in uh, 2021. Yeah, uh, the yeah. a prototype of it as they were doing a photo shoot, and it, it felt so familiar because just about a year before, for a Christmas gift from iRacing, we got that car. And yeah. got to get familiar with it, and they, and they tweaked it as it it was developed in real life. But yeah, but but man, it felt it felt like a prototype iRacing custom car for so long until we actually got to see it come to existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I th- still I just think GTE we have to have one mm-hmm. last bang. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I think I, I think it, a lot of long time road racing i racers feel that sentiment yeah because it's a different car it's it's i don't know it's it's like a super fast challenging porsche cup i mean you can lock it up it's it's Mm -hmm. maybe a little less forgiving and uh it takes a little bit more talent but they've they've obviously not kept up the tire development like they have in gt3s the tire model and stuff like that but yeah Otherwise, you can still practice and understand that car and understand how to compete in it and drive it. They still have the uh, European Endurance. They do series. That that's really ultimately ultimately that's that's yeah that's where you can scratch that itch at this point. And and you know that's limited. You know I think that runs every two uh, two hours or whatever. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, I, I skip out on that car. If I run that series, I'm going to run the LMP2 or the BMW GTP LMDH yeah. because those are cars that I know long term I need to practice with. Yeah. Because when I run in these sessions, I'm I'm not really getting sentimental. I'm getting if I'm going to run a race, I'm thinking what's the next special event? Am I driving a prototype? Then I want to get seat time in a prototype. Yeah. Am I driving a GT3? Then I'm going to run IMSA and get seat time in a GT3. Regardless mm-hmm. of the track, that's my mindset when I get into these official races. Is yeah. I'm kind of always I'm jumping into official races, generally speaking, based on what my next special event is and what yeah. I need to prep myself and get comfortable with. I feel like that keeps me connected to what I'm doing in the future and, and where the stakes are. I don't want to let you guys down, basically. But yeah, you're even if it's not like the exact same track, you're you, you want to get in the. You want to get to the know how the, car, the yeah, car. Yeah, you want to get to know how that that car feels. Mm-hmm. If it's been a while since you drove it, if you've decided a month in advance that that your endurance team is going to run a Mercedes GT3, say mm-hmm. at the Spa 24, well yeah. then you're going to want to pick that car exclusively 
yeah. uh, for a good good many weeks or a month before that event and just become an expert in that car if you're really wanting to immerse yourself into what, what you've got coming up. Yeah. Um, you, you just get the reps in yeah, wherever a, it may be. That's exactly right. And that's how we're athletes. We get reps in. <laughs> I do have to say we we kind of are athletes. I, I, I messed up my back. Yeah. So right. I had to go to a chiropractor. From racing. I don't know if it's really from racing, but it affects my racing. So. It does, yeah. Well, I mean, I've been getting massages, and it, it my shoulders have been particularly bad, and I'm pretty sure that it's from direct drive steering wheel. My my massage, what do you say, masseuse or massage therapist? A masseuse or massage therapist, either way. Massage therapist sounds more more medical, so I'm going to say that. My my regularly scheduled massage therapist uh, said that, it. oh, man, you're – your shoulders and back, it's like you've really been grabbing onto something. And I did not say, although I thought, I've been grabbing onto that Fanatec uh, CSLDD, god damn it. They wouldn't know what the fuck. Yeah, so I've, been, I've been driving my steering wheel. I've been racing a lot. But, <laughs> but I mean, is that is that what it probably was? Yeah, so there you go, folks. Get a massage. It'll make you a better sim racer. But don't get the Robert Kraft kind. No, don't do that. So you went to a chiropractor. Yeah. Did did your sim racing improve afterwards? I've only gone once. Okay. What about a massage? I've never gone to a chiropractor, but I've gotten several massages, including I got one the week of the Daytona 24 in iRacing to kind of loosen up. I'm not joking. I'm not fucking with you. I really did do that. I've never done that. You've never had a massage? Not a professional one, no. I have a wait. What? Not a professional one. So, like I've had, I've had like a girlfriend give me one. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So amateur. Yeah, amateur, but nothing like. You need to. to you need to book one, because I got one in December. I mean, I'm a I'm a rookie too, Patrick. Just go no. to a reputable place. I I know you're thinking what I thought. No, it's I'm not thinking that. It's okay. I'm just thinking. I don't know if there's any places like that unless they just cater to uh, all females. And it's like, I'm going to walk in there. They don't cater to all females. No, you're you went with your it. girlfriend, though. No, I, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Hmm. She told me to go. Just, see, that's, that's it's almost the same thing. No, though. it's not. I went by myself. I booked it. But she told you to go. Well, She's been there before, I bet. No, 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 no. I was just, I was like, oh, you're really tight. You need a massage. And the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I am really tight. And maybe I do. So I, I just did it. I did it. And it changed my world. I felt so different and loose. And I honestly, my back hurts when I get on my rig. I mean, I do have troubles from, I think, I think, I mean, it sounds, maybe it's lame, but I think the direct, since I got into direct drive wheel and, 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 you know, especially endurance events, I think it does affect my shoulders my shoulder locks up. And uh, I, and I think uh, on a more serious note, like um, rigs are just very, um, the uh, chairs are just very stiff yeah. and rigid. Yeah, they, I, I would agree. They're not they're not the most comfortable things, especially in endurance. I mean, you're sitting there for two hours. If you do three stints, I mean, I get to I get to hurting. And I know we've talked about that before. I don't want to get into it too much again, but. Uh, I, I really I vote for you trying to uh, to loosen up a little bit. 
I think it would help. I would help overall the racing. Uh, that maybe that's something I will have to do some research into. Yeah. It's kind of late for <laughs> Nurburgring, yeah. but oh yes, it certainly is. But hey, I, I would be interested to hear hear uh, your conclusions compared to mine. But uh, anyhow, I want to uh, wrap up. Uh, we're excited about the the Cadillac. I mean, we know that's what's coming, but hopefully some other surprises. iRacing is always being sly and surprising, uh, but uh, they're keeping us on our toes, and and ultimately they're giving us, for the most part, what we what we're looking for. Uh, the Cadillac is something that, even from the DPI era, the sound has been similar, and I think it's it's really kind of raise the hair on the back of motorsport fans next. It's, it's really what stands out to people when they go to IMSA races and now WEC races. Uh, so to, to finally, finally get that in the sim, I mean, there's no question it's going to be a popular car. So I know, Patrick, the blood's been flowing for you all day since we got that, that <sighs> teaser video. Uh, oh, man. Basically, I can't fucking wait. Oh, yeah. The, the memes that I have been seeing all day within the, our community uh, have been – Oh my God! It's finally happening. So I think if if there's a sentiment to this this news today, on a quiet Friday, that's pretty big news. If you ask it, me, it, out of nowhere, yeah, out of nowhere. I didn't mean, think it would happen this quick. Yeah, that's to me that's pretty significant news in the iRacing racing world uh, because you know they're they're not going to rush something. They're going to get it right. So we're going right. to get we're going to get a good. Uh, money's worth edition of this car it sounds beautiful so uh everybody we'll see you next week the month of may continues uh we've got actually uh we'll be in the remote studio next week and then beyond that the week after we will be on the ground in speedway indiana for the first road show of the summer for the 107th running of the indianapolis 500 at daredevil daredevil brewery uh on saturday afternoon the day before the indy 500 uh, we've got a hell of a road show coming up this summer. We're going to be back-to-back VIR for the SRO, followed by Watkins Glen camping for IMSA, followed by Mid-Ohio camping for IndyCar. Uh, in between, we're going to go to Pittsburgh for some karting with Patrick, Rob, and myself and Bradley. That's going to be interesting. The whole crew come into Pittsburgh for some karting, yeah. uh, some beverages, and some and some good camaraderie, and the road show's traveling for that one. And uh, we're still piecing together now a trip to uh, outside Charlotte Motor Speedway, likely in June, for some SCCA Autocross Nationals with some of our friends from Asheville, North Carolina. So we've got a roadshow coming together for that to be determined, as well as uh, at some point in the coming months, uh, Apex Racing Labs, which is a sim racing mobile center based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, announced just today that they are they have signed a lease for a brick and mortar sim racing center in Cary, North Carolina, which is just outside of Raleigh, and uh, we've already gotten into talks with them to take the roadshow there for their opening of that sim racing center. So a lot of stuff coming together. Uh, perhaps a trip back to Nashville. Who knows? But uh, we've got a, a quite a marathon coming up June and July. So stay tuned for that. Uh, next week back in the studio, the whole crew. Uh, Nurburgring's coming up. We might debrief on that, do a little talking on that, and we'll see what other news comes up in the iRacing, sim racing, real racing world. Uh, until then, into the Apex, into the Apex.com. Thanks everybody for supporting the show, tuning in, and being part of the family. Cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. 
been listening to Into the Apex from Mad Jim Racing Media. Check out the show's upcoming road trips and join the community at intotheapex.com. 